0: apples. <laughs> so the lady at work, I'm sitting there and I see something. Put that can down. Oh, it's bad tonight, guys. <laughs> um, shh, shh. I'm sitting at work. <laughs> And I see something out of the corner of my eye, and the way our cubes are set up at work, like my doorway aligns with the person next to me, her doorway. And I see something in our cube happen, and it catches my eye, so I look over there really fast, all right? And, and whenever I look over there, Gage, got to go away. <laughs> I have a problem, so so I'm working, and I see this out of the corner of my eye, and I look, and the person that sits next to me, she's standing up, and she's got a bag of donuts in her hand. How, all of y'all know that I love donuts. Donuts are my life, right? It's like God, donuts, brandy, and then my kids. You know, that's the pecking order in my life. So she stands up, and she's got a bag of donuts, and she does this. She goes, and I was like, right? So she walks to me. She walks over to me and she says, do you want this? And I said, no. (laughs) Like, why would I want that? (laughs) Like, I don't want your donuts after you just puked in your hand, right? I've never turned down a donut until Tuesday. My first time ever saying no to a donut. And she goes back to her desk. She sets her donuts down on the table and she goes, And then runs to the bathroom, and she's no joke in the bathroom for 30 minutes before she leaves to go home. Yo, right? But I'm thinking, like, how in the world is that good for me? Like, you know that you're sick. You know that you have a problem. You know that you are knocking on death's door right now, and you're going to offer me your donuts that are infected with your disease. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, that doesn't help me at all. Like, that's bad for me. That does me no good. And here's the point. Um, If we think about the church and why the church is ally number one or ally number three, it's because um, the church is here to help us. The church is here to lift us up. You have the church, which isn't necessarily just a building. The church is the body of Christ. It's all of us believers put together to make the church of God, right? And when you have a body of believers surrounding you, lifting you up, then that doesn't make you weaker. That makes you stronger. That, that, that makes you more capable of living for God. And that's why it's important for us to understand that ally number three is the church. And if you look at Ecclesiastes chapter four, we see this. The big idea for tonight is going through life with community makes the journey easier to handle. All right, so we've made it clear that life is hard Like, sometimes life sucks, right? We've made that clear, but we can understand that going through that journey with someone to love you, with someone to care about you, makes it a lot easier, all right? So let's pray real quick, and then we'll get started. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this night. Thank you for this time to come together, God. I pray that you would just be with us as we wrap up the series. God, I pray that you would just uh, pierce our hearts with your word and and that you would just minister to us tonight. And it's in your name we pray, amen. All right, Ecclesiastes chapter 4, starting in verse 9, says this. It says, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. For if either of them falls, the one will lift up his companion. But woe to the one who falls when there is not another to lift him up. Furthermore, if two lie down together, they keep warm. But how can one be warm alone? I want you to notice, first of all, that the, the church encourages people. Like being surrounded by a group of believers, being surrounded by the church, being surrounded by, by like-minded people that are living for God, okay? I'm not talking about people that say they're Christian, but they live a totally different life. I'm not talking about people that say they believe in God and that they live for God, but the, the fruit of their life shows no God in it. I'm not talking about those kind of people. I'm talking about the people that live it and they walk it out, Right? So here, I, I found this story um, the other day, and I thought it was crazy. I wanted to share it with you, because that's what I do. I share cool stories. It's not a Carson story. In Michigan. All right? This happened in Michigan um, in 2014. Here's the article: It is now legal to be a jerk within city limits. Grand Rapids City Commission is nixing a 38-year-old section of city code that states no person shall willfully annoy another person. The city attorney recommended repealing the language, saying it's subject to a variety of interpretations as to what exactly is annoying. It's unconstitutional in terms of being vague, city attorney Catherine Misch said. It's simply unenforceable. So they literally had a law in this city that you were not allowed to be annoying, right? Like, how comfortable is that to know that you can be annoying again in Michigan, in Grand Rapids, Michigan, for three years now, you have been allowed to be annoying, right? Like, sometimes sometimes people are just annoying. Sometimes people just look at things and look for things to pick at you about, and a lot of times, if we're honest, people pick at things that Christians believe. Like you can see it if you look on Facebook, you see memes about Christians, right? You see it if you look at certain ideas about, um, I was listening to the radio the other day on ESPN um, radio, and one of the guys in the area, on the area show is a, kind of a known Christian, everybody knows that he's a Christian, and they were talking about drinking, and he said, how big, how, how high is my dork meter right now? See, that's the idea, that's the perception. If you're a Christian, you're a dork. If you're a Christian, you're not cool. If you're a Christian, you're no fun. If you're a Christian, you're lame, right? Like, that's the idea that, that a lot of people believe, and, and, and that can be really annoying to us, and it causes us not to want to live out our faith, right? We live in a weird world, right? Right? You see, but here's the thing, if you grow up in a church of believers, if you surround yourself with godly people, then those people are going to encourage you instead of pick on you. So for every 10 people messing with you, the encouragement that comes from that brother or sister in Christ is 20 times stronger. You see, but that's the problem, is we like to fit in. We like to do what the other people around us are doing. We like to not look that way. So instead of surrounding ourselves with the people that are actually living a godly life, instead of surrounding ourselves with the people that are labeled dorks because they're Christians at school, we surround ourselves with the cool people and we don't have that daily encouragement of a Christ-like relationship, right? Right? Like, this is why you need to make the church an ally, because the church encourages you. But check this out, number two. The church empowers us. Man, I had a good illustration, and I totally forgot to do it. (laughs) My rubber band ball. Man, Brandy forgot to. I'll do it another day. Y'all remind me sometime, band ball, All right? Um, Ephesians 4, verse 11. Look what it says. It says, Furthermore, if two lie down together, they keep warm, but how can one be warm alone? And if one can overpower him who is alone, two can resist him. A cord of three strands is not quickly torn apart. So here's the thing. If we let rivalry, if we let jealousy, if we let... Um, selfishness like come between us, then we're not as strong. Right? And you see that every day in youth group. Maybe we're jealous because someone sings better than us. Maybe we're jealous because someone's dating this person. Maybe we're jealous because someone got... Um, this score on the ACT. Maybe we're jealous because someone wears a certain kind of clothes that, that I can't afford. And, and maybe we're being selfish about the way that we act towards people and the friends that we have and the way we treat people. And that tears apart our youth group. And Pastor Rocky has said this in the seven years that I've served with him at both churches. I hear him continually say this, you're only as strong as your weakest link and talking about leadership. But it's so true because what can happen is if we have a weak link in our youth group, if we have a weak um, link where selfishness is is, uh, destroying that link, then that allows Satan in through that link. And then what Satan does is he takes a really good thing and he destroys that thing. He starts causing bitterness between each other. He starts causing anger between each other. He starts causing miscommunication between each other. All because we're being selfish and we're being prideful and we're being jealous and and hateful. Right? You see, when we bind ourselves together around the person of Jesus, we are a much stronger force. When we stop allowing boys and girls to affect our walk with Christ, instead, we lean and depend on God and godly people right so we become stronger when we surround ourselves with the church we become encouraged we become empowered we are much stronger and much more likely to resist satan and sense temptation listen sometimes sense temptation is hard right like, sometimes it's hard not to look at someone of the opposite sex that, that looks good and, and think bad things. Listen, we're in the mall all the time, and I see Brandy look at these guys, and I know what's going through her mind, but I forgive her. <laughs> Where do you do that, then? I mean, she's got this. What else do you need? <laughs> Listen. You allow those things to corrode at, at what you, you've got going on in Christ. When it comes down to it, if your relationship with that friend or whoever isn't bringing glory to God, then, then you're weakening the relationships that matter the most. Did you catch that? Because a lot of times, the the relationships that matter the most to us, the most important relationships for us to grow on, aren't the ones that we work on. The ones that we work on are the ones that we want worst. They're the ones that we want the most, even though it brings absolutely no glory to God. And most likely, if you are working on that relationship that brings no glory to God, then then you are corroding the relationship that brings glory to God because you have wrong motives. And that's important for us to understand, man. Listen, I learned that lesson uh, probably about 10 years late. See, but here's the cool thing for you is you have a group of people, a a group of individuals that's kind of lived that and used leaders and we're here preaching this to you and we're here teaching this to you so that you can work on the relationships that matter most right now because you're going to need those relationships later on in life. Right? Like I've got... And I tell you this all the time, all those relationships that I worked on in high school, I've got, I still talk to a couple people, mainly through work, but I've got one really good friend that I'm still really good friends with. And thankfully, that was a godly relationship because, you know, even though we don't get to talk that much now, you know, my friend Trey, I, I feel like I could go to Trey this minute, even though we haven't, you know, we haven't seen each other in a while, we're busy and stuff, but I could go to him and say, Trey, I need this, and he'd, he'd have my back. See, but most friends aren't true friends like that. See, I've learned this lesson l- later. Like, I've got Jed, right? Like, I know that I can go to Jed and say, Jed, man, I'm, I'm in a sticky situation. Can you help me out? And Jed's going to get my back, right? I know that Ken's got my back. I know that Pastor Rocky's got my back. See, what the the, the difference is I've, sur- I've now surrounded myself with godly men whose relationships matter more than drinking alcohol, than treating girls a certain way, than saying certain words to sound cool, right? You see, they empower us. They lift us up. But then the last point um, the church holds us accountable. And this one's most important. And you see this in um, Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. Listen to this. It says, And let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds, not forsaking our own assembling together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and to all the more as you see the day drawing near. But I love the start of that. It says, and let us consider how to stimulate one another to love. He's saying, hey, listen, um, Chris, I need you to find a way to, to encourage Jed to be a more godly man. And at the same time, God's saying, hey, Jed, I need you to find a way to encourage Chris to be more godly than you. And then, when Jed does that, God says, Chris, I need you to go back to Jed and I need you to make him more godly than you. Right? And we keep building on each other and we keep growing with each other and we keep um, bonding together in Christ. And all of a sudden, we are very strong. We're very mature because we built a relationship on God instead of materialistic things. Listen, stop acting pregnant. That's weird. It's weird, right? doesn't take much. (laughs) Listen. (laughs) Shouldn't have gone there. A lot of times this is tough. Get me here. A lot of times this is tough. A lot of times this can hurt at times. Right? Sometimes it's no fun to have a conversation with someone and, you know, for for Ken to set me down and say, Chris, I think... um, you kind of let me down on this, and, and I want you to grow in this. So I'm going to tell you my heart. Like That's tough. That's hard. Like That hurts a little bit because it hurts your pride. But see, what happens is you grow, and you get stronger, and you get more wise. And then suddenly you know that you can trust that person. You can depend on that person because you know they're, number one, up front with you. And honest with you. But number two, they know what's best for you. And they're directing you in that path. Listen, as we finish this up, we've talked about a lot of allies. We've talked about a lot of enemies and how those things affect your life. I want to encourage you guys to stay strong in this family right here. Listen, families are going to have arguments. Families are going to disagree, right? Like, that's part of life. That's, that's how humans are. But you don't let it break apart your relationships because when you do that, you're letting Satan in. And it's too important. We are too important as a family, as one unit, one, one group, right? Like, that's why we lock up. Because we're stronger. We're stronger when we lock up. And we're a family, So, remember that. Remember that. We're done with this series now. We're going to move on to something else, but never forget that you have a family here that loves you and that cares about you. and, And it's up to you guys. Listen, we can't make you guys stick together. Right? Like, we can't do that for you. I can't do that. None of these ladies can do that. None of these guys can do that. That's up to you. I can encourage you, I can teach you, I can yell at you, I can make you laugh. Right? But I can't make you love each other and care about each other and be there for each other. I need you to do that yourselves because it's important. Everybody, lock up. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we come to you once again. Thank you for uh, your word tonight, God. Um, Thank you for the church. God, thank you for making an avenue for us to be able to come together with like-minded believers, and and grow closer to you as we grow closer to each other. And and God, we we can't say thank you enough. I don't know how it would be. I don't know how I would have any strength if it wasn't for the godly men in my life that that encourage me and and empower me and. Uh, hold me accountable, God, and Lord, I pray that these students would find that in their relationships here. I pray that their relationships within this core group would be stronger than ever, God, and Lord, that you would help us as leaders to direct them in that path, and Lord, I pray you'd be with us as we go our separate ways. Keep us safe and bring us back on Sunday morning. It's in your name we pray. Amen.